Hey everybody, welcome back to Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less. I'm Lisa Linky, and sitting across from me in the Ethernet is Misty Stinnett. We are back here. We are ready to bring you another book. It's Friday. Who knows what time is? Maybe where you are, you're back on a schedule. Right now, we're not. It's still May, and we are... um, We have pandemic brain, but we're here and we're ready to present to you. If you're just joining us for the first time, we're delighted. We're delighted you found us. Um, And we know you found us because our longtime lawyer, loyal listeners, our LLLs are frequently rating and reviewing us. Even um, though you can only do that once, but it's fine. You Just the it. act of doing it multiple times is delightful. And um, that helps other people find us. So this is a, a podcast where each week on Fridays, we bring you a full book review of a self-help book that's maybe new and maybe a classic. Who knows? And chances um, we, are have in some way or another lit the world on fire. And fuego. Uh, we bring you the, <laughs> the highlights, the lowlights, the good, the bad, the beauty, the ugly. We bring it oh, to you. Oh, the ugly. So that you can um, decide if it is a good fit for you. And if you'd like to support the author and buy the book, because we cannot cover everything in the scant amount of time that we will be spending with you. But if it sounds like it's a virtual dumpster fire, which let me tell you, there's a lot of them out there. Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe avoid it and save your money for something better. Like, I don't know, a mask, soap, hand and you sanitizer. Know, you know what paper. else this podcast is great for? Hmm. This podcast is great for ninja warrior tactic to slip self-help into the lives of your family members that are really bothering you. There like, you, yeah. you can send them an episode of this podcast that you think they really need to listen to and go, hey, I loved this episode of these two... Funny, Beautiful, amazing, unemployed bitches. Mm-hmm. And I I want you to listen to it so we can laugh with them. Ha ha ha. And then they're gonna <laughs> listen to it and they're gonna have a whole new personality. So you're welcome. Lisa, can I tell you what I'm bringing you this week? We're gonna dive yeah, right also, in. We cuss. Yes. Go oh, yeah. Can I tell you what I'm fucking me? bringing you this week? What are you fucking bringing? The international bestseller, The Power of Positive Thinking by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale. Vincent Peale. Let me tell you, this book was referenced in the Oracle at the supermarket. Yes, it was. Okay. I'm excited for Which, this. by the way, the Oracle at the supermarket, I still hate that title. It just sounds like bland and whatever, but that book was fire. That was book so was good. so good. Okay. So... The Power of Positive Thinking was originally published in 1952, almost 70 years ago. But I believe it was right when um, paperback publishing, I think, was coming into its own. There you go. Yeah, I think that's right. Right. Which is why we started to get some of these like wildly popular books. Like, was it How to Win Friends and Influence People or was it The Seven Habits? Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. Dale Carnegie. And good old Norman, Norm, Normie, good old Norman. Good old Normie. But uh, I believe the edition I read was reprinted in 2003. Okay. So the hardcover, couldn't find a hardcover price. Nope. It's it might not, that not be of that book. kind of book. <laughs> Paperback, nine forty nine. Kindle, 
99 cents. Hey. And, and the audiobook was $6.86. Or if you're a sucker like me, you used a credit on Audible that was $14.99. <laughs> Who reads it? <laughs> the author. The author reads it. Did Dr- he sound old? Oh my God. Let me play you a, a sample. Quick, give me a sample. Let me give you a sample of, uh, I'm just pulling it up on my Audible account. Um, oh, and by the way, on the Overdrive app, it's free and there was only like a three week wait. Okay, so check this out. Here's a clip of the doctor himself. Problems with personal relationships. He was about 35 years old and such an appealing looking man, it seems surprising. That people shouldn't like him. Okay. You get the idea. This book. I don't like this book. Uh, I'm going to save my review for the end, but spoiler alert. Uh oh. Okay. So, about about the author, this is from the author's page on Amazon.com. Born in the Ohio hamlet of Bowersville on May 31st, 1898. Norman Vincent Peale was the son of a physician turned Methodist minister. He grew up to become the author of 46 books, 46 books, including the paperbacks were all the rage. (laughs) Yeah, but still, who, what has he just pooping them out? including the inspirational bestseller of all time, The Power of Positive Thinking. He was also a motivational speaker on countless platforms, the co-publisher of the world's leading inspirational magazine, Guideposts, and for 52 years, the beloved pastor of Marble Collegiate Church in New York City, which it's important and poignant to point out, Donald Trump and his family attended like crazy. And Donald mm-hmm. Trump's dad was good friends with Norman Vincent Peale. Okay. Following his ordination, Dr. Peale gained a reputation as a dynamic pastor whose churches grew. You could say he was like a televangelist, basically, right? Mm-hmm. At University Methodist Church in Syracuse, New York, he met and married Ruth Stafford, his life partner, for 63 years. They were a perfect complement. He energetic and creative, and she organized and managerial, you know. Girl stuff, bossy. At age 34, Dr. Peel accepted a call to Marble Collegiate Church. A common sight in his years as pastor were tourists lined up around the block to hear him. I mean, this is not written objectively, clearly. With Marble as his base, Dr. Peel launched far-reaching innovations in the decades of the 30s, 40s, and 50s. In 1933, he began a weekly radio broadcast that continued for a record-setting 54 years. Lisa, could you imagine doing this podcast for 54 years? Yes. Because I can. Okay. So the year 19... (laughs) You're welcome. The year 1938 saw the founding of the Innovative Clinic for Christian Psychotherapy, the Institutes of Religion and Health. In 1940, the Peel Center was organized to print and distribute his sermons. And in 1945, along with businessman Raymond Thornburg, Peel founded Guidepost Magazines. I guess you could say it had a lot of appeal. (laughs) Good night, everyone. We're here in the closet every week. Oh, God. Oh, my God. In 1984, Peel, I loved it. Peel was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom by Ronald Reagan. Dr. Yeah, you Peel, know, that, that award is shared by Rush Limbaugh. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Dr. Peel died at his home in Pauling on Christmas Eve, 1993. Okay. Oh, okay. 
first impressions, uh, the cover, the version I read had a red cover with the title in white with like a yellow outline on the front. Who can care? It is 218 pages or three hours and 46 minutes on audiobook, but somehow it felt like it was 10 hours long. As I Even think at 1.7 speed? <laughs> did you hear how slow he spoke from the clip? No. I put this. I sure didn't. 1.7 speed almost brought him up to my normal talking (laughs) phase. So when I first picked it up, as you've heard now, the author reads it and he's got the most stereotypical old school Southern minister's voice. It's like raspy Southern drawl. I was like, all right. So here quickly are the titles of the chapters. Chapter one, believe in yourself. I do. Two, a peaceful mind generates power. Three, how to have constant energy. Four, try prayer power. Five, how to create your own happiness. Six, stop fuming and fretting, Lisa. And it does say Lisa. I'm just kidding. Okay. (laughs) Seven, expect the best and get it. Get it. (laughs) (laughs) Chapter eight, I don't believe in defeat. Chapter nine, how to break the worry habit. Ten. (laughs) <laughs> what are you I don't believe at? in defeat. Do you believe in my two feet? <laughs> uh, 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 uh. I hate this man. Keep not. <laughs> Lisa said that. And she like laid back, like she like settled into her chair and was like, I hate this man. Like, let's do I this. Need okay. to be prone to take Okay, we are going to fly through this. Nine, how to break the worry habit. Ten, power to solve personal problems. Eleven, how to use faith and healing. Twelve, when vitality sags, try this health formula. Don't worry. It happens to all guys. Thirteen, inflow of new thoughts can remake you. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah. Fourteen, relax for easy power. Fifteen, how to get people to like you. Sixteen, prescription for heartache. Seventeen, how to draw upon that higher power. Get me a higher power. Uh. And then epilogue. Okay. Oh, my God. Okay. So let me be upfront and say that this is one of those books that sounds amazing on the surface. I mean, just listen to those chapter titles. He's got a solution for everything. Oh, yeah. And you want to know what it is? It's God. Okay. Spoiler alert. (laughs) I was not ready for that. Okay, I guess we should have been because he's a pastor. Look, I cannot. But then when you get into the nitty gritty of what he tells you to do, a lot of it is ridiculous, not universally applicable and pseudoscience that does not hold any kind of weight. That being said, I have done my best to try and distill down the chapters or offer practical takeaways because I believe that's the best way to get value out of this book. But also like just quoting him, it's. Just buckle in. Okay, here we go. Buckle in. Uh, Believe in yourself. Quote, believe in yourself. Have faith in your abilities. Without a humble yet reasonable confidence in your own powers, you cannot be successful or happy. But with self-confidence, you can succeed. A sense of inadequacy interferes with the attainment of your hopes. But self-confidence leads to self-realization and achievement. Okay. Okay. That sounds good. That sounds fine. So then he's one of these guys that just says shit, but doesn't really say how to do shit. Correct. So he says, so in, in each chapter, I should mention, has like key takeaways at the end, like a summary at the end. But okay, but I'm going to save my thoughts on that. So to fight this inferiority complex that you might have, he says, first, commit to faith. Fight self-doubt via prayer. 
You should also study and learn the Bible for this. Allow your spiritual advisor to guide you. He'll explain about the ways you can use faith to surpass worries or misgivings. Then replace the negative feelings with positive ones. If your thoughts say you'll fail, then you will. But if you keep positive thoughts, then you'll achieve your goals. Okay. Okay. That sounds simple. Yep. And not problematic at all in case my spiritual guide uh, or leader is, you know, not on the up and up. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is, um, doesn't exist. So every day repeat this. God is with me. God will help me. When you think God is with me, God will help me. When you think that God is helping you, you can overcome the barriers to beat thoughts of inadequacy, build a mental image of yourself succeeding, remove negative feelings, replace them with positive thoughts, work with the spiritual advisor. This will help you understand and counter damaging self images. Keep reminding yourself that God is with you. So as you can see, this is, this applies to everyone. So here's, here's a fun sentence from the book. In this edition of the book, sometimes a female narrator would interject and like give the list of Kate of takeaways at the end, or maybe like tee up what he's about to say. She was batting some cleanup there. Yeah. She was batting some patriarchal cleanup. Listen, not, no, she wasn't. So here's a fun sentence. She says, quote, now Dr. Peel illustrates an important fact about human nature. You can think your way to failure and misery, but you can also think your way to success and happiness. Because thoughts are real and dynamic, learning to harness their power is a crucial step in creating a a life of your own choosing, end quote. Lisa, do you see how dangerous this sentence is? It's just me thought. He states from his own speculation as fact and just glosses right over it. And I know it was the 1950s, but I find this to be wildly irresponsible and manipulative to the reader, and it infuriates me. Yeah, listen, it's just new thought. It's yeah. just new thought in a new form. Yeah. The the book is filled with really fun, non-scientific things like, it has been said that thoughts are things, that they actually possess dynamic power. You can actually think yourself into or out of situations. You can make yourself ill with your thoughts. And by the same token, you can make yourself well by the use of a healing type of thought. Think positively and you can create an atmosphere that nurtures the development of positive outcomes, end quote. So I could say anything like this, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It has been said that eating your own poop cures acne. And I have found, (laughs) I have found... You know, I I once met a woman who ate all of her own poop for seven days, and her acne was gone. She got excellent results because poop is a yeah, dynamic she was dead. bio. Okay. Yeah, but she looked good, and everyone came to the service. So, do you see what I'm saying? Like it has been said, like yeah. all this like faux authority. Um, so yeah. I really, really struggled with these victim blaming, vague, sweeping generalizations that are not backed up by anything. But if you yeah. like those, this book is for you. Okay. And by the way, for those of you joining for the first time, typically I am the one of this dynamic duo who loves most of the books. <laughs> well, Lisa is the one who comes at them with some like serious side eye. Mm-hmm. But not today, folks. Not today. So a peaceful mind generates power. To draw power from your mind, you need to have a peaceful mind. Release all hateful and fearful thoughts. Right? It's just that simple. Substitute them with productive and positive thoughts. Repeat it many times a day. This will help you recondition your mindset. Hold on to soothing words and peace, uh, soothing words while speaking. I am not a racist. I am not a racist. Thank you. It says read poetry or read scriptures, 
Reduce pessimistic words while speaking. Instead, speak the positive language. Use your memory of sound, pleasant experiences to gain a peaceful mind. Find a serene place. Then you can be silent each day for some time. Enjoy the tranquility. Okay. Uh, Next chapter, how to have constant energy. The thoughts that you feed your mind become what your body is really experiencing physically. Math. If your mind tells you that you are tired, your body accepts that fact and you feel tired. Math. Yes. <laughs> I feel like I've never taken meth, but I don't want to know what I'd be like on meth. I feel like to, you listening to podcasts is basically what you would be like on meth yeah. because it's always listening to really fast. Yeah, it's like 3.5 speed. Uh, yes. To be in a state of constant energy, you need to supply attitudes of faith to the mind. With faith, okay. you can accomplish a lot because you feel that you have enough support and power to achieve it. So here's okay. where he tells a story to illustrate his point about a baseball pitcher who was pitching a long game in over a hundred degree heat. By thinking okay. thoughts about having more energy, that pitcher was able to finish the game with vigor to spare. So forget if you're dehydrated. Forget if you have heat stroke or cellular muscle fatigue. Just think you are fine and you'll be fine. Okay. Um, he also says some people get tired due to not cultivating passionate interests. And uh, yes, a passionate project can invigorate you and get sure. you excited great yeah. bye you know when i'm on my third job of the day it's kind of tough yeah yeah oh i think I've, i think i actually have done three jobs today uh next chapter try prayer power you should also adopt prayer in your life lisa so you are able to open your mind to god he says lisa in the book you can use any method that allows you to be free and opened up your mind to god dr norman states that you are dealing with the most tremendous power in the world when you pray Prayer helps release spiritual energy. It builds strengths. Okay, listen, I don't know if she's doing it to troll me, but Lisa just adjusted her computer so that all I can see are her boobs. No, and I don't know. It's on an ice pack, but now it's making the battery drain very fast. So I think the battery is too cold. Oh, no. <laughs> so I'm take, I took the ice pack off. We really miss recording with Sav in Fairfax Village Studios. Yeah. So he says, prayer helps release spiritual energy. It builds strength. Any process which opens you to God and allows his energy to flow through you helps. Follow this three-step key to pray effectively. One, prayerize. Create a daily ritual of practical praying. Number two, picturize. Envision the thing due to which you're praying. Three, actualize. Turn this image into a reality. Do you see what I'm saying? Like when his answer is, oh, well, God will take care of it. It's so vague and not practical. And when he says things like he's put how to steps in something that is not uh, physically tangible. So that's why this book was so successful. And I can understand that now. It's not our jam at all. Nope. It's trying to be practical patty in a woo woo format. And it it's not it's not meshing. Well, and also here here's a step for you. Turn what you see in your mind into into reality. Go ahead. What? Yeah. What? What? How? Yeah. You know, so right. anyway. Without any steps to go there, yeah. Do you want to know how to create your own happiness? No. Okay, so you are the only one who decides whether you will be happy or not, and your happiness is determined by your thoughts. You, therefore, need to drive out the thoughts that bring unhappiness and adopt happy thoughts. I mean, look, I don't disagree that I am in, I am charged, I'm in charge of how I respond to something, but I also am not, I I can't control 
the emotions that come up. And I certainly can't do it with words. So, yeah. But this yep. is also, this was written over a se- half a century ago. So, like, there's a lot of outdated 69 things. years ago. Yeah. Like, if we, if, if this were math, ago? 69. Thank you. If this were math, we would just round up to 100. Thank Good you. thing this isn't math. Okay, so if you want to create your own happiness, make happiness your habit. It's easy to do this by thinking cheerful and upbeat thoughts. If you find yourself amidst negative thoughts, discard them. Bring happy memories to the foray by positive thinking. Enjoy the feeling you get when sharing goodwill. Like the Bible says, this is the day which that the God had made. We'll enjoy and be happy in it. Hey, Lisa. So here's the thing. I'd say here's like one little thing the book is missing so far. Um, Sustenance? Substance? And how the human mind actually works. Uh, Sure. So, okay. Here's here's an example of how difficult it is not to think a negative thought. And you know this is my favorite example. Hey, Mm -hmm. um, listeners, Lisa, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. don't think of a yellow Jeep. Don't think about it. Replace thinking about a yellow Jeep with any other car. Replace it. Maybe a red Corolla, blue Honda Civic. But just don't think about a yellow Jeep. I don't know what cars look like. (laughs) Don't think about a yellow school bus. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I got it. I got it. Yeah. So what's your mind doing? Thinking constantly about it. So next chapter, stop fuming and fretting, Lisa. People don't use their energy correctly. They waste it by getting angry and anxious. You can't function properly if your brain is consumed. Life happens at a fast pace. This leaves many people tense and and stressed. Slow down. Let go of your anxiety and get peace. Dedicate 15 minutes each day to calm and relax. Do this by thinking positive thoughts. I do agree that 15 minutes of silence and quietude each day can be great. But do you want to know his steps for reducing anger when you're angry in the moment? Yeah. Lisa, can you please follow along as I instruct you? Yeah. Unclench your fists and hold your hands out straight. Too late. Reduce the tone of your voice to a whisper. Too late. Too late. Slump in a chair or even lie down. It's hard to be mad lying down. (laughs) Uh, No, it's not. See? It's just that simple. And can I, can I, I I just want to put some context in here because this was written uh, 69 years ago based on brain science that we no longer believe is true. Probably not even based on brain science, but how the working world based on brain science that we now know is not true. Mm -hmm. And also written from a white male perspective. Yeah. Before the civil rights movement. Yeah. So, of course, all of this makes perfect sense to him because the world is created for him in this country. Yeah. And he has a direct line to God. Yeah. Keep except God of- answers. Um, but can you imagine you're getting bad feedback in your boss's office? You suddenly hold your hands out straight, fingers spread. <laughs> you start whispering and you slump in the chair or even better lie down in her office. And you're like. <laughs> This is me being calm. <laughs> just so I imagine that he, yeah, would go keep Listen, yeah. expect the best and get it. That's how he said he wanted me to read it. When you expect okay. the best, you release a magnetic force in your mind. When you expect the best, you release a magnetic force in your mind, which by a law of attraction tends to bring the best to you. However, I'm Magneto. 
Yes. Who is Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the USS... Oh, no. Sorry. So sorry. That's the other guy. Yeah. Yeah. I like the X-Men. Okay. However, Dr. Norman states that this doesn't mean that you will necessarily get everything that you want. It means that when you believe you can get everything you want, it comes to the realm of possibility for you. Okay. Okay. But that, that just feels like you're hedging your bets. Cause like people would be like, Hey, I thought about a brand new yellow Jeep that I can't stop thinking about that I want. And it didn't show up. And he's going like, no, oh, but I was walking down the street and I saw a yellow, a yellow Jeep and I was, or I saw a Jeep that was like tan, but it was like in the yellow color. And I was like, this is my magnetic. Yeah. Magneto, and, and the so. woman driving it said, excuse me, I'm really hurt. I need to go to a hospital. Like my leg is bleeding. And I went, la, 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 la. I can't hear you. I don't think about yellow Jeeps. <laughs> okay. So he says, uh, if you believe you'll fail, you most likely will. In contrast, if you think you'll succeed, then you will. To build positive mental makeup, of course, go through the New Testament. Find texts referring to faith. Commit these thoughts to your memory. Follow a faith-centric thought pattern. This will help you change into a magnet of success. Okay. Okay. I don't believe in defeat, clearly. Most of the obstacles that stand in your way are mental obstacles, you can be able to get through all of the problems that life throws at you. Lisa's full on trolling me right now. <laughs> I'm showing you defeat. Oh, she Believe put her feet up to thank you. This is stupid and I Believe love it. Believe in them, baby. Oh, you can get through all the problems life throws at you with ease if you free your mind to remove the mental hurdles. You therefore do not have to think about defeat. Instead, think of the different possibilities you have to overcome a problem. Then with God, you will achieve what you want. All I want to say is to my atheists out there or anyone who doesn't believe in Jesus or has a faith other than Christianity, good luck. So clear your thoughts before sleeping every night. Okay. I'm doing uh, that. Imagine that you're stressed. I am stressed. Is leaving your body. Repeat five times. With God's help, I empty my mind of all fear and anxiety. With God's help, I empty my mind of all fear and anxiety. How do you feel? Um, how do you, time four. How do you feel? Um, I feel like he's going to fix the wage gap for me. Oh, yeah. And if, yeah. and if, you know, Lisa, if you believe even for a second that you'll fail, you probably will. So power to solve personal problems. So basically let's blame Lisa for the wage gap problem. If you want to be able to solve personal problems effectively, then you need to remember the fact that God is always with us. Are you noticing a theme? Like none of this is actually. It's not, none inter- of this it's not personal. Practical. It's not, it's not individual centric. It's all due to, due to the man upstairs. Yeah, sure. But also like, okay, this book. Okay. He, let me mm-hmm. summate the book for you. Your life will be better. Um, just pray. Bye. That's it. That's it. And on 1.7 times speed, you'll fly through that version. When you make God your partner, then you can face any challenges life throws at you with ease. Lisa looks horrified. Yeah. Well, I know. Listen. I know. I'm tearing this book apart, and I'm sure people are listening because they love this book and they love him. But listen, write to me. Let me know what you got to say. Go help yourself podcast at gmail.com. I'll also send you Lisa's social security number for fun. There's also a spiritual way of addressing an issue. Place it in God's hands. Then quietly sit, invoke openness and prayer, come together with a few people and seek God's guidance. Seek your answers within Jesus's teachings. See God as your partner in all areas of life. So yes, I Lisa. just, as a, as a, as a, as a co-host, I want to do some due diligence here. Mm. 
Yeah. You love the five love languages and that is pretty Christian centric. How does this book differ for you? So the five love languages, A, he uses case studies of actual patients he saw because he was a relationship counselor and the patterns that emerged. And then when he compiled all that data, he realized, oh, it seems like there are five ways people give and receive love. And there are very practical takeaways. Like the, the five level languages is also heavily anecdotal, heavily Christian. And the examples he gives are heteronormative and often with like, I want my wife to cook and clean more. And she's like, I want my husband to buy me more gifts. You know, it's like there, it's not a, a very inclusive book, but you actually can distill the five love languages mm. down to very practical, effective methods and ways of improving an actual situation. So what I'm hearing you say, yeah, is that your superpower, and I say this to people all the time, your superpower is that you can distill and find a useful piece of nugget, even in something terrible. Were you able to find a useful, peaceful, a useful piece of nugget in this entire book? I, but you had to, it sounds like you had to work really hard. (laughs) Here's what I really felt the book did well. He accidentally got a couple of things right that has now been proven by science. So for example, the mind-body connection is very real. And we know that this does not mean, I do not mean in the victim-blaming way of you thought the wrong thoughts and they gave you cancer, right? Or you made yourself ill, nothing like that. But we all know, and I think we're experiencing a lot with coronavirus, the mind-body connection when the mind is anxious and terrified and you can't turn on your parasympathetic nervous system, there's a real effect. There's a, there's real damage that that stress can do to you. So that he got correct. I also think overall looking for a silver lining or the bright spots in a situation, or mm-hmm, reframing mm-hmm. something can be really powerful, right? Like if you're a person who just walks around the world feeling like a victim all the time, this book okay, might be okay. better for you. And by the way, if you are of the Christian faith, I do not mean to be dismissive. I just mean like this this man is publishing an international bestseller, Not everyone internationally is a Christian. So how does this apply to them, right? But if you do have a strong faith and you do believe in God's power and the power of Christ and putting your problems in their hands, this might go further for you, right? But every, every single practical takeaway he has, you know, the list of like, here's what to do. Keep in mind that a third or a half of each of the lists is praying. Right. It's not like an actual, it's very woo woo. And I just find it very, very victim blame. Thank you. Thank you for that. So, um, kind of contextualizes it a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, that kind of answers some of our questions we normally have at the end. And thank you for asking that because I am not here to shit on a book, but this book I found particularly, that's your job, (laughs) found this book particularly infuriating and problematic. Yeah. No, but I think it it just kind of helps contextualize so that when we hear what, you know, what's going on, on that. Okay. That was beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. On our last mini-sode, I said, you know, top five books on a bookshelf, self-help books, the five love languages is there. 
you know, and it's very, even the voice, the author's voice is very similar to this, Gary Chapman. Okay. So how to get people to like you. Dr. Norman notes that everyone wants to be liked by other people. However, it's impossible to get everyone to like you. Oh, Lisa's just offering up her boob. I agree. I like you more now. Isn't that the way to do it? I like you about, you know, three cups more. But you can get many people to like you. The secret Dr. Norman shares here is that you should like other people too. When you like people, it sends out positivity. No. What? It sends... (laughs) Positivity. It's a new thing. Liking somebody gives you positivity. <laughs> My mouth gave up in the middle of that one. <laughs> you know what? Your brain gave up on this book, too. So I think your mouth should it follow sends along. Out positivity that bounces back to you. Positivity. Here are the basic principles to get someone to like you. And they are all perfect examples of how this helpful advice isn't actually helpful. Okay, ready? Number one, when you when you meet someone, try to remember their name. Okay, whatever you say, Molly. Number two. Number two, Lindsay. Be the comfortable sort of person that makes other people relax. Try to make them feel at home with you. I totally agree. Don't fucking make me angry, Molly. Acquire that quality of relaxed, easygoingness so that everyday irritations don't ruffle you. I mean, it's totally fine if you do. I mean, I will still punch you, but I'll be cool about it. Don't be egotistical. Guard against the impression that you know it all. Try to be an interesting person. Liza. <laughs> Cultivate interest. Thank you, Molly. <laughs> Life is abundant. Bye. I'm done with this episode. <laughs> Cultivate interest to keep your mind alive. Get those scratchy elements out of your personality. If you suspect there are bothersome traits you are not aware of, get a friend or professional to help you. I like that one. What if my voice is scratchy? Go to voice class. Okay. (laughs) Seven, attempt to heal the misunderstandings you had with others. Sincerely drain off your grievances. Eight, practice liking people until it comes naturally. Larissa. I like you so much, Mary. It seems so natural. (laughs) I wish you could see your eyes. Nine, never miss an opportunity to say a word of congratulations for someone's achievement or say a word of sorrow for their disappointment. Sure. I'm so sorry that you're so disappointing. (laughs) Congratulations on being real fucking dumb. Number 10, strengthen <laughs> strengthen your spiritual life, then offer strengths to others that will help them meet life more effectively. Give strength to people and they will give affection to you. I bought an Audi. Do you want to ride in it? <laughs> That's not... It's Listen, yellow. Jen Sincero. Bought a yellow Jeep. <laughs> Listen, here's his prescription for heartache. In this chapter, Dr. Norman presents different techniques that you can use to cure heartache and get back to being you and leading a normal, happy life. It involves emptying your mind through physical activity, assuming normalcy, clinging to God, and giving way to grief. When you give way to grief, you release the emotions and feelings that could cause you stress. I love that. Acknowledge your grief. Absolutely. He says heartaches are universal. Everyone goes through them. Handle it by keeping yourself busy. Get back to your routine life as soon as possible. He says, handle your grief. What? Handle your grief. Handle Handle your your grief. grief. Don't brood and resist feeling sorry for yourself. Express your grief. Let the healing powers of God heal you. Allow God to carry your sorrows. Create your theory of life and death to comfort you. 
I have to say, whenever he says stuff like this, the the phrase that runs through my mind is from The Exorcist. The power of Christ compels you. <laughs> that's all that comes through. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's definitely. I feel like he would have loved if he came up with that saying. So it's interesting. He says, give way to grief, but also like return to your routine life as soon as possible and don't dwell or brood. But like, what about letting yourself grieve for as long as it takes to feel normal again? Mm -hmm. Um, Not that you ever feel normal, but until you can function again in a natural Mm -hmm. and organic Mm -hmm. timeline. And everybody's grief is different. Yeah, it is. Whatever. You don't know me. Fuck you, Norma. How to draw upon that higher power. This is the last chapter. There is a higher power and the power can do everything for you. Draw upon it and experience its great helpfulness. Why be defeated when you are free to draw upon that higher power? Lisa? Okay. State your problem. Uh, Ask for a specific answer. Believe that you are getting that answer. Believe that now, through God's help, you are gaining power over your difficulty. If you think negatively, you'll get adverse outcomes. In contrast, if you think positively, you'll see positive results. The power of Christ compels me. (laughs) (laughs) Negative thoughts build a lousy atmosphere, which can spur an unwanted result. Hence, for the next seven days, think and talk hopefully. Keep only healthy and positive thoughts in your mind. Read the New Testament text about faith. Spend your time with positive people. Be grateful for your blessings. So that's The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. Damn. Nice job. Nice, job. Listen, we cannot cover every single thing in the book in one podcast episode. Maybe if I talked on two times speed. (laughs) So if you want to read it for yourself. Also, I feel like you gave us the big hits. Um, this is this has been read by so many people. Yeah, it has. And I just want to real quick say, if you want to learn more about the author or see his other work, you can go to guidepost.org. And before we get into the q and I just want to share one quick quote from a Politico article about okay. Norman Vincent Peale. And why this kind of positive vibes only thinking is dangerous. And it's the antithesis to the book, The Upside of Your Dark Side, that we both love so much. Mm -hmm. So here's a quote from a fun article called How Norman Vincent Peale Taught Donald Trump to Worship Himself. Oh, my God. Known as God's salesman, Peel merged worldliness and godliness to produce an easy-to-follow theology that preached self-confidence as a life philosophy. Critics called him a con man, described his church as a cult, and said his simple-minded approach shut off genuine thinking or insight. But Peel's outlook, promoted through his radio shows, newspaper columns, and articles, and through guideposts, his monthly digest of inspirational messages, fit perfectly into the Trump family culture of never hesitating to bend the rules, doing whatever it took to win, and never, ever giving up. Believe in yourself, Peel's book begins. Have faith in your abilities. He then outlines 10 rules to overcome inadequacy attitudes and build up confidence in your powers. Rule one, formulate and staple indelibly on your mind a mental picture of yourself as succeeding. Hold this picture tenaciously and always refer to it no matter how badly things seem to be going at the moment. Peel was literally friends with Donald Trump's father, and Donald and his family attended his church with Peel as their pastor for decades. Donald and his sisters were married in this church, and Fred and Mary Trump's funeral services were there. This can help us understand, and Trump has quoted Peel as being like one of his favorite speakers of all time, his pastor, etc. 
This is how we can understand that even when everything's falling apart, Trump is clinging to a picture of like, I had the best pandemic. The pandemic was huge. It's the best. People are saying it's the best pandemic you've ever seen. They say, thank you. And this, this is why I feel this thinking so dangerous and why we should embrace failure and negative emotions because it has actual worldly consequences when people cannot hold space Mm -hmm. for negative emotions or process negative parts of themselves. I love it. Misty, thank you. I, I feel like we covered some. I do want to ask, did this book need to be written? No. No, it didn't. I, I feel that these, the subject of reframing and the power that, that positive thoughts can have if you incorporate them as a, as part of a wholehearted living approach is a topic that needs to be covered. But this book, this book is garbage. Okay. So you have already told us a lot about what the author got wrong and you did tell us what you think the author got right. Mm -hmm. Um, Who is this book perfect for? Okay. So this book is perfect for Christians and new age thinkers, or ideally a combination of the two and apparently Donald Trump. Thank you. Thank you. But this book is terrible for anyone who has a fully functioning human brain with negative emotions that are totally natural and necessary and actually give us lots of information and should be cherished. Okay. Is there you anything know what I mean? that you tried to put into practice? Yeah. I mean, I think I always try and find the silver lining. Uh, and, and I love perspective uh, reframes, but also I welcome my negative thoughts and I let them process in my brain. Yeah. And then they leave. It's not like they stay forever. And then yeah. I'm on to the next moment, you know? Great. Yeah. Um, do, do you have any homework for me? I do. Mm-hmm. For the next week, do not think about a yellow Jeep. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. I'm letting us all off the hook, everybody. Thank you so much. Let us know what you thought of the book at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And with that, life Life is is abundant. abundant. How do you like that little wrap up, baby? Go Help Yourself, a comedy self-help podcast to make life suck less, was produced by Misty Stinnett, Lisa Linky, and Matt Sav. Our theme song was also written by Matt Sav. He's amazing. <laughs> do you want to get in touch? You do. Email us at gohelpyourselfpodcast at gmail.com. And you know, you can also find us on the social medias, Instagram at gohelpyourselfpodcast, Twitter at podcast, or check out our website, gohelpyourselfpodcast.com. And if you liked our podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes to help other people discover our show. It's really the least you can do. And why don't you tell all of your friends? Bye! Bye.